Welcome to the Evolution Show. I'm Johan Langriam. I hope you're great. Lately, I've been really busy finalizing the drawings and energy systems for my really cool energy house that I hope to be built next year. But now I'm back with a new inspiring guest and company for you that are developing a battery-driven container ship. And recently, the CEO and founder of the Norwegian company, Sand Oceans, a fifth-generation oceanic shipper, reached out to me to share what they are doing to electrify regional oceanic container shipping here in Europe. And they have some really clever ideas how to do it. So I invited the CEO and founder, Fritjof Eitzen, to talk about it. You really don't want to miss this episode. And if you're interested in other fossil-free solutions for the marine sector, I highly recommend you check out some of my previous episodes, like the conversations with the CEO of AlphaWall Oceanbird, when we talk about the world's largest sailing ship for freight that they are developing, the Ocean Bird Vessel. Check out the links below. And I hope you liked today's episode. And if you do, don't forget, give it a thumbs up and consider subscribing. It really means a lot. I wish you all a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays and a Happy New Year. And as always, stay ahead of the curve and stay electric. This is the Evolution Show. Welcome to the Evolution Show, Fritjof Eitzen. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, I've been really looking forward to have you to have this talk and to hear what you what's going on with your company. Uh, and you actually you reached out to me uh, to share a little bit about your story. And uh, when you told me what you're doing, uh, revolutionizing uh, the regional regional container shipping with batteries, I thought why not talk about it here on the Evolution Show. So here we are. And uh, yeah, so let's get straight to it. Um, I mean, you are a fifth generation uh, uh, oceanic shipper. So perhaps we can start with that and then you can tell us a little bit about your really inspiring company. Yes, so um, I have a background from, from a shipping family. Uh, as you say, it goes back five generations. Uh, it actually started in 1883, so almost uh, 140 years ago. Um, so by that I've sort of always been exposed to boats, ships and, and the ocean uh, and lately working in the family company I guess it sort of all led to this um, so this venture felt like a natural next step, step you can say um, so as you know shipping is, is sort of a conservative industry um, but a conservative industry at the crossroads uh, and probably, I think, a defining crossroads um, as the industry, as everyone else really, has to take action uh, and no one really knows what to do in terms of future design of ships. Um, so I find the argument for electric ships to be really, really strong. So here we are. We have yeah. started Sand Oceans to uh, electrify the oceans. Yeah. And uh, you're in Norway right now, in Oslo, when we're talking and I'm sitting here in Sweden. And uh, so, so where are these, these uh, container ships going to be developed? So they will be developed in, uh, in, in Norway from, from our site here. Um, we have uh, an office in, in Oslo uh, and we also have my partner sitting in, in Tunsberg, uh, two hours uh, south of Oslo. So, so we do most of the work, uh, work there. Um, 
And, and we have uh, obviously uh, industrial designers and, and ship designers on board. So, so they, they do the designs for us. And then, and then we develop batteries as well, which we do uh, out of Tönsberg. Uh, there are a lot of players right now uh, developing different kinds of electrification, of battery electric or sailing ships. Uh, for example, we had the CEO of Alpha Wall Oceanbird here on the show not too long ago. And they're developing the biggest sailing ship in the world. But if you look at the marine segment, uh, as I understand it, most of the, the, the ships, they are focusing on, for example, smaller passenger ships, uh, private vessels uh, and so on, not these big container ships, uh, which you're focusing on. And I think that's exciting and really interesting. But when people hear about it, they might, might wonder how far in the future is this technology and can you do this with the, the batteries uh, today? Yeah, so that's a good question. I think uh, the answer to that is uh, yes, we can do it today. Uh, it, it's all about range, really. Uh, so if you look at, for example, the, the inter-Europe container feeder activity. So uh, to go a little bit back, so large ships, container ships coming from, for example, Asia or United States come into to, to, to Europe, for example, to Rotterdam. And then there is lots of activity uh, of uh, distributing these containers from these large ships onto smaller ships and it's distributed around Europe. Um, so that's on smaller ships and, and these ships move shorter distances. So that's sort of our main focus right now, these feeder ships. Uh, and then comes the question, how far can you come with an electric ships at the moment? And when I'm, when I'm saying how far can you come, you, you can in principle go as far as you want, but it's, it's sort of within the economic boundaries of, uh, of shipping. So I'm always talking about sort of parity to diesel price. How long can you go? Um, and at the moment, we see that we can go roughly 250 nautical miles uh, at parity with diesel with a fully electric container ship. And then five years down the line, maybe a little bit shorter even, uh, we could maybe double double that, so 500 nautical miles. And, and within 2030, we think we can even come to 1,000. Um, so it's, it's, not too, uh, it's not into the sort of distant future. It's obviously a pathway towards the future. Um, and to set that sort of into perspective, these distances, um, so 70% of, of this feeder container activity, as I talked about, uh, is less than 750 nautical miles within, within Europe. So if we can get to that sort of threshold, uh, we could do quite a lot. And, and that's within reach uh, within 2030, I'm, I'm pretty convinced. Um, <clears throat> and that means that we can sort of be competitive with, uh, with diesel ships on electric ships uh, in the not so distant future with sort of our design and, and the battery mentality that we have. Mm. And we're talking about, as you mentioned, Europe, for example, within Europe, not between continents, obviously, to start with. But and that's a huge step in, in itself. But if you look at that uh, solution as, as you have, what I really think is interesting with you is that you, you're talking about, for example, taking a container ship, a container um, filled with battery modules, which you can lift onto a current uh, yeah, already built ship. Um, so could you tell us how this would work if you go, if you come into a terminal, for example, unloading goods, uh, how would you simply, how would you charge the, the, these containers 
uh, or would you also charge them with onboard uh, batteries? H how would you go about this? <clears throat> so I think uh, one of the reasons why we chose containers to start with is uh, is because it's handling containers already. And as you say, we're looking into developing these battery containers. Um, so batteries or containers basically filled, packed with, uh, with lots of batteries. And here the dimensioning uh, factor is, is weight. So the, the containers as we see them will be a little bit smaller than, than the normal containers. But still, we could, we could sort of use the infrastructure that which is already in port for uh, shifting these battery containers on board and, and off board the vessel. So if you sort of can envision a, a container ship handling a lot of containers as cargo, and then among the, among the cargo basically, uh, to put simply, we could have uh, battery containers as well. Um, so these battery containers would be shifted uh, to the port side and, and charged. Um, so there will have to be some, some infrastructure for charging these batteries uh, at port side. Um, and then we'll lift fully charged batteries on board again and you could uh, sail, sail away with the cargo. Uh, and, and if you look at the fleet of container ships, this fleet could share uh, these battery containers among, among themselves. Uh, so there's a sort of pool of uh, batteries and a pool of, of uh, or a fleet of ship ships um, and it's a logistical exercise to, to get fully charged batteries uh, on board uh, at the port that uh, the ship enters. Mm. And that of course has to do with the, the more data you get uh, where the when the ship are, st are are stopping and so on, you can learn where to you know provide the batteries where they're mostly needed, uh, I guess. Uh, and uh, I just I want to raise a point that you mentioned on uh, your website, San Ocean's website. You say that there are about sixty thousand uh, oceanic vessels in the world. And uh, we can't just simply wait uh, and build new ones uh, from the start. It will take too too long. Uh, we need to, to work both with new ones, obviously, uh, but also uh, retrofit the current ones you have. And that's where you, I think your technology, your approach with containers filled with batteries without having to retrofit the whole ship, uh, which could be really problematic and sometimes perhaps not even feasible. Uh, so, so that's I think is a great, uh, great way to do it. But uh, what would it take? Do you, is it uh, very complicated? Do you think to retrofit, uh, let's say, a medium-sized uh, container ship uh, with con with the container with uh, with batteries and so on? So ret retrofit is is one pathway, uh, and as you describe, it's it's sort of something we can do uh, quite readily, um, <clears throat> and. A container ship today uh, holds uh, cargo holds where you have the containers and then you have a large engine room and a lot of systems supporting the, the engine. And the engine is usually then directly connected to the, to the propeller, so it's a direct drive. Um, and then you have accommodation and everything at, 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 usually at the aft. Um, so if we were to retrofit, you could take out basically all the equipment uh, related to the to the engine, so in the engine room, and you could put in uh, batteries, battery containers, uh, and and an electric motor uh, on the on the propeller shaft. So in principle, you could could retrofit uh, many ships. Um, it's it's sort of an exercise on on economics, 
um, sometimes it it might prove viable to to or easier to to build new ships obviously uh, but it's it's a, it's definitely a pathway to to retrofit which we're looking into uh, our main focus is is uh, new builds so uh, ships designed for electric uh, propulsion from the start uh, which yields a lot of benefits um, but you could definitely retrofit and and one benefit with with retrofitting uh, with batteries is that these batteries, even though the ship is old, uh, the batteries can then be taken off the ship if, uh, if the ship's lifetime comes to an end. So, so um, yeah, and then you can use them other places, basically. We have to mention, I mean, the, the pros with this, uh, regardless if you retrofit one or build a new one, uh, my previous guest uh, was Anders Forslund, the CEO at Heart Aerospace, and they're developing an electric uh, commercial airplane and uh, he's talking about all the benefits of, uh, you know, saving costs and energy, of, obviously, uh, of, of the service uh, of a plane, which is not running on fossil fuels. So if you have a, a, a battery-driven um, ship like you are developing, there should be these, uh, these benefits as well. So could you, could you mention some of the benefits with uh, going uh, battery-driven? Uh, yes, so... <clears throat> If you say a fully electric ship, so 100% electric ship, uh, it's the simplest and most efficient ships you can possibly design. Um, and this simplicity uh, yields fewer moving parts and less maintenance, and thus the reduced operational costs and, and fewer failure modes, uh, which again will increase your safety level of the ship. And you will also have less capital costs uh, if you disregard the batteries for now. So, so the ships without sort of the, the batteries will be really, really simple. So just a, basically a hull uh, and an electric motor on, on the propeller. Um, <clears throat> so, so as I said, it's, it's sort of the, the simplest you can uh, possibly design, which again sort of allows for, for many other uh, interesting aspects, automation, sort of uh, making the, the ship simpler, as a drive towards autonomy in the future. Um, and, and this simplicity also allows for, for scalability, which you haven't really seen in, in, in the conventional shipping scene for now. So, which I think is really interesting. So you could, you could produce the ship, um, or basically mass produce the ship uh, to, a large, to a larger extent than what is, uh, what is done today. Um, and as you say, all this efficiency is, is a driver for lo lower costs. Um, any hybrid configuration is a compromise and, and will sort of in, increase the complexity and reduce efficiency. And when I talk to sort of players in, in the industry, they said, they usually say, if, if you can go electric, we would. So, uh, so our task is basically to show that it's possible uh, economically and also technically and, and to make that happen. Uh, just, uh, just to talk a little bit, the people might wonder, okay, what kind of batteries are you going to use on board the ships? Uh, are they safe, redundant, and so on? Uh, obviously, if there's a fire, what do you do? And so there are different uh, versions. There are lith lithium-iron batteries, for example. They're much more stable than lithium-ion batteries uh, in terms of, uh, you know, sudden uh, burst into flames and so on. Uh, uh, what's your approach there? Yeah, so as you say, the, the lithium iron phosphate battery, LFP yes. batteries, 
are uh, regarded regarded as as sort of the safest uh, or one of the safest uh, chemistries out there, uh, and that's also what we are using uh, for our batteries. So stable and and safe uh, cells, which we pack ourselves. So we do the mm. the, the battery packing as ourselves. Yeah. Could you, uh, people are probably wondering, uh, how could this look like in a couple of years? You have a ship leaving Oslo, uh, heading for Rotterdam, for example. Uh, how would that uh, trip uh, work? Would you stop a couple of, in a couple of uh, harbors on the way to, to charge, or would you go the whole way? How would this, uh, this work? Well, I think uh, Oslo, Rotterdam, as an example, as you, as, uh, which you make, is, uh, is a good one. It's uh, roughly uh, five to six hundred nautical miles if you go directly, uh, which, uh, as I, as I told you previously, sort of our, our threshold for for making fully electric ships really uh, uh, punchy uh, is sort of seven hundred fifty nautical miles. So within that uh, that reach, so Oslo Rotterdam. Uh, so our aim is is to make that directly. Uh, you could also stop sort of south, southern Norway or, or northern Denmark uh, on the way, but I think the, we, we, the best case would, would be to go directly uh, on such distances. And then if, if I sort of pull the example all the way through, um, we could say today these feeder ships, uh, roughly uh, 1000 containers on board, um, and then you would require roughly 500 kilowatts to, to drive that to, to drive that uh, vessel forward in, in still water and with a little bit of margin here and there uh, you could say 2000 kilowatts in total for hotel loads and every, everything um, and at 10 knots that would that trip so 500 nautical miles would be roughly 50 hours so if you if you do the math then then it's uh, uh, 50 hours times uh, 2 megawatt in propul pro propulsive power and hotel loads, then you would need a battery of uh, roughly 100 megawatt hour. Um, and, and, and I think that's, it seems a lot and it's obviously a huge battery, but it's definitely doable. Um, so if we look to sort of the, the battery containers which we are developing in-house, each container is uh, is a 3.5 megawatt hour uh, of 3.5 megawatt hour capacity. So that's roughly 30 uh, containers in total. Uh, and as I also said earlier, our our battery containers is constrained by weight, so they will be the same footprint as a 20 foot container, but lower. So the volume is roughly half of a normal container. So 30 of our battery containers is the volume of 15. Uh, normal containers. So that's 15 containers of batteries and uh, 1000 TEU or 1000 container, uh, container ship vessel. So that's not mm. that much. No. Uh, so neither weight nor volume is, is really a deal breaker uh, in this respect. No. And for people who don't know, I mean, a medium sized container ship going from Oslo to Rotterdam, what are we talking about in terms of number of containers? Is it uh, a couple of hundred or is it uh, a thousand? So this thousand, example was even a thousand. thousand. Yeah. So, so, yeah. So this is very. So 15, so 15 in volume, 15 containers out of a thousand. It's not that, uh, it's not that much. So it, it basically, so, so the, so the, I would say the largest uh, hindrance at, at the moment is, is cost uh, for batteries. 
Uh, and that's something we are working really hard on, on getting down. So the cost of batteries in, in cars is uh, maybe one fifth of uh, what you can get on, on ships. Mm. You have a business plan in three parts and we have already mentioned part one is basically that you're now working to develop uh, these packs, 3.5 megawatt hour packs. So uh, I, I, maybe you've already mentioned it. Uh, how far are you in, in developing this packs, uh, the, these packs, these containers full with, yeah, at, at the full capacity? Yeah, so we're de developing our own packs. So we use these LFP battery cells and we pack them ourselves. Um, <clears throat> So, and, and at the moment we are in sort of uh, development mode. Uh, we are developing these batteries for or towards uh, approval. Uh, in the maritime, there is a classification society that, that has to put their stamp on, on the battery that it's sort of safe and according to maritime rules and regulations. Uh, and that's our main work stream at the moment is, is getting this type approval as it's called. Uh, for our battery packs and that's um, both the modules which is sort of uh, a number of uh, battery cells uh, put together and, and also putting these modules into into larger packs which is this uh, container uh, as you alluded to. Um, so, so that's uh, we're working on type approval and then after that will be sort of commer commercialization of the batteries themselves. Can you say anything about the cells? Are you importing them from, let's say, China or somewhere else? Or, uh, yeah. At the moment, we're importing from or buying from from Chinese, uh, large Chinese and uh, vendors or yeah. uh, manufacturers. Mm. Uh, there are a number of uh, Nordic uh, companies that are starting up and producing their own cells. So in the future, we 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 hope to use them, but uh, but they're not there yet. So no, from China. no. And the second part of your business plan is to develop a, um, a fully electric ship designed from the, from the start uh, to be that. And, and uh, I think you mentioned that you are working also with a Swedish company uh, to uh, a ship designer. Yeah, so, uh, so we're working on so this battery development. This is sort of our priority at the moment. Uh, so for type approval and also we're, we're developing a reference production line which can produce 20 megawatt hour of batteries uh, a year at sort of a rate. Um, and in parallel we're doing designs of ships. Um, so and these at the moment they are, there are two work streams for, for the designs, uh, ship designs. So there's one uh, with uh, designs that are sort of conventional designs with uh, humans on board uh, and there's sort of a little bit more in the future designs that are fully autonomous. So for for this second one, the autonomous uh, ship, we are working with a Norwegian industrial designer and a Swedish uh, ship designer. And for um, for the first uh, for the first type of ships, the sort of more conventional one, uh, fully electric, but uh, with humans on board, we're working with a Norwegian uh, ship designer. So. Mm. So we're trying to, to get uh, knowledge from a lot of different places on, in this respect. Yeah. And finally, the, the last part of your business plan, and um, really important to mention, is that you similarly, a little bit uh, in, in my back of my mind when I hear it, is that uh, you're working to develop 
intelligent logistic solutions. And I just came to think about Ainride, which are working a little bit like that for, for heavy road tr transports. But you have that kind of aspect of your business approach as well. So can you share that's something you're working on for the future, I, I should say. But uh, can you share the thinking and plan behind that? Yes, so that's a little bit back to, to what we talked about earlier with sort of the pool of batteries and, and the fleet of ships and how are these going to be connected and, and uh, um, organized uh, in, a, in, a, in an efficient manner. And that's a lo logistical task. And sort of the future, future big boss challenge, I would say, is uh, autonomous ships, uh, similar to what Einrad uh, is doing on land autonomous ships that uh, will, will, will be orchestrated as a, as a fleet um, firstly in, in, in Norway and Europe uh, and then maybe you could take it further uh, as you move along. But it's, uh, as you say, it's a logistical task. You have to control all the ships, uh, where they're at, uh, where they're going, what cargo is on board. Um, you have to control all the batteries, state of charge, uh, state of health. Uh, where do, do you charge? Where do you swap? Uh, <clears throat> so, so yeah, this is a big, big logistical task, which uh, we're sort of working on the outlines of that now. Um, but it's really, really exciting. Yeah. Uh, when I look into the future, I, I imagine self-driving heavy electric trucks for, from, for example, Ainride arriving to a harbor, a ter harbor terminal where containers fully loaded with merchandise are unloaded onto a battery-driven container ship, such as the ones you're developing. That would be amazing. And uh, so if, we, if you would look to look into the future, let's say five years from now, uh, how would you see this go about? How do you see your, your developing of, of, from Sand Ocean's perspective, obviously? Yeah, no, uh, firstly, I would say I really like your vision there. So uh, I think that's, that's also what we are sort of really engaged about and, and think is exciting, is this, this future which you, which you sketch out that sort of it's electric and, and simple and uh, harmonic and working together. Um, so that's sort of our North, North Star. Um, in five years, we will have developed this uh, battery technology and driven down costs and also improved the safety merit of, of uh, maritime batteries. Uh, so that it allows for wider spread uh, elect electrification uh, on the oceans. So that's basically both both for, for hybrid applica application, but also then for fully electric ships. So I think in five years we'll see the, the first fully electric ships uh, come on water, sort of conventional-ish in, in design, but uh, run on, on battery power, uh, driving the electric motor and the propeller in the water. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, I got really inspired uh, from this and I, I learned a lot. I think what you're doing is very important and very cool. Uh, I will definitely follow what you're going to do uh, in the future. Uh, for anyone interested to learn more about what you're doing, uh, how can they do so? Well, uh, we have the website and, and our LinkedIn uh, site and my contact details uh, are on there. So if you're interesting, interested and, and think this is fun, uh, either as a, a potential colleague or, or investor or anything else, just uh, it's just to reach out and be really happy to talk to you. 
Thank you so much, Fritjo. I would, uh, would like to uh, wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And thank you for taking time just a few days before Christmas. Hopefully I'll have it up during the Christmas time so people can uh, relax and look into the future. Thank you uh, very much for having me, Johan, and uh, Merry Christmas. Thank you. That was all for today, folks. I hope you liked the episode. I would love to hear what you think about San Ocean's approach to regional container shipping. Where do you see the biggest challenges and opportunities? Maybe you know other technologies and companies that have other clever ways to decrease oceanic emissions. Please share what you think in the comments below. And in the next couple of episodes, I will share my take on some of the amazing news and products by Einride, the Swedish world-leading company when it comes to developing electric autonomous trucks and logistic solutions for road freight. I'm one of the first investors in the company and I've followed it closely since 2017. And finally, before you go, if you like the Evolution Show, give the video a thumbs up and consider subscribing. It really means a lot. I hope to see you next time.